Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. And then, oh my goodness. Um, we keeping and then, you up? Hmm? Are we keeping you up? No, my phone, I'm trying to turn it on, do not disturb. Well, you just yawned. I thought you just yeah, yawned. I don't know why I'm yawning either. I've had like three cups of coffee today. I just can't stay awake today. Can I wave the checkered flag in here next week during the show? Absolutely. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. The season is winding down. We're waving the white flag here on NASCAR Coast to Coast as we get ready to go into the weekend and crown some champions. But with championship weekends also comes a lot of crown jewel weekends across the country in all types of racing. And one of the big races this weekend, the All-American 400 at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway took place. Uh, a full weekend of racing with a pro late model race, a super late model race, and a couple different series coming together to crown their champions as well, Kyle. That uh, qualifying taking place on Friday or Saturday, top 20 locked into Sunday's feature. There was some B mains, but it came out with Casey Roderick capturing that All-American 400 guitar. Big win for Casey Roderick, who's uh, kind of been through the ringer as of, as of lately with her, his, his late model career. Yeah, a, a huge win uh, for Casey in what was a stellar field, as it always is whenever the uh, Super Late Models check into the Nashville Fairgrounds Raceway. Obviously, the race punctuated by that incident with, what, 96 or so laps to go. Carson Hosevar and Derek Thorne getting together while battling for the lead in, I believe, turn number one. Um, and that allowed Casey to take the top spot away and uh, pretty much dominate from that point on, holding off Chandler Smith and Stephen Nassie at the finish. So some of the best names in short track racing, especially in the Super Late Model world, uh, just behind Casey and uh, a stellar field, top to bottom, and a great race uh, as as well for 300 laps for the Supers. And Stephen Nassie in that pro late model race. A lot of these drivers pulling double duty, yep. which is a lot of laps. But Stephen Nassie captured the win in the pro late model division. And we talked about it a little bit. The Cars Tour, the Southern Super Series, and the CRA all raced together. A lot of those drivers coming together. The Cars Tour crowning their 2020 champion, though, at this race, Matt Craig, goes back-to-back -back in the uh, Cars Tour in Super Late Model Championships. Again, they crowned their Late Model Stock Division champion, uh, I believe, last weekend at Greenville Pickens. Jared Fryer did capture that championship. Now, Kyle, yes, we're sir. down to pretty much one championship left that yeah. we are on air for here on NASCAR Coast to Coast that is taking place this weekend. Uh, we're finally going to crown our Arkham Menard Series West champion at Phoenix. Yeah, this weekend, Motor Racing Network, and we'll have live coverage of the Arizona Lottery 100 from the Phoenix Raceway on Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, pretty much been a two-driver race at the front of the field. Jesse Love has a 14-point lead over Blaine Perkins. Uh, Gracie Trotter was among them a couple of races ago, and then she uh, had a bad run, 36 points out of the top spot now. So um, 
pretty much between Love and Perkins. A great field, I believe 27 cars on the entry list, guys uh, and gals like David Gilliland uh, coming back to, to race along with Todd in the field. How about this? Uh, Ty Gibbs, obviously, there, Sam Mayer, but Keith Rocco, the modified ace who we talked about getting an opportunity with Venturini Motorsports two months ago at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Unfortunately, uh, just what, two weeks or so before that event in New Hampshire, the race was uh, canceled uh, because of the ongoing restrictions up in the Granite State. Uh, the modifieds were able to run, but the uh, the Arco East did not. So they're going to allow him to run at the Phoenix Raceway this weekend. So it's going to be interesting to see Keith behind the wheel in the National uh, or uh, NASCAR ARCA Regional Division here coming up this weekend. Also, Justin Lofton on the entry list. And Justin hasn't driven in a NASCAR slash ARCA race since 2014. Uh, found some success in the NASCAR Gander trucks uh, years ago. And uh, it's nice to see him back at the racetrack. Well, we'll be nice to see him back at the racetrack this weekend. You mentioned Sam Mayer amongst that list of entries for this weekend's race. Sam, again, coming off of a second Arca Menard Series East Championship, that Sioux Chief Showdown Championship as well, will be in the field. We're going to talk to him here shortly. But, Kyle, I love seeing these entry lists for this fall Arca Menard Series West Phoenix race because – when I was coming up through the racing ranks, this race held so much prestige from the Arca Menard Series West, which was the Canaan West Series back then, because there was very few opportunities for these drivers to showcase their talents in front of NASCAR's top three division. And then this race went away for a short period of time, and we weren't ending and crowning a champion here. Um, we weren't going here twice. And when it was just the Arca Menards or the Canaan East and West, the East teams kind of quit coming over to the West Coast for this championship finale. Now with the combination and Arkham Menards taking over that title sponsor, it's so cool to start seeing a healthy uh, entry list for this race again because Phoenix is hands down one of my favorite tracks that they go to. It's, you know, cultivating these drivers to get big track experience, big track experience, uh, but and it always puts on a good race. But for them, it is a big track. I mean, most of their season is on – what, quarter mile and, and third mile ovals out on the West Coast. I, I mean, the only time you really get to see these teams is at Sonoma. We didn't run Sonoma this year because they have been um, part of the Cup weekend at Sonoma for, I don't know, almost since I think Cup's been racing in Sonoma back in the, in the mid-1980s or the late 80s. And then here at the Phoenix Raceway, that you're right, they did go away a while. And then Kevin Harvick won a race about five years ago and was asked about grassroots racing. And he pretty much said, yeah, the, I'm not sure why this series went away from Phoenix, but it needs to be back here for all the reasons that you listed a moment ago. Um, and suddenly Phoenix reappeared back on the uh, what was the Kane and West schedule and, and now the Arco West schedule. And it's going to be great this weekend. It's nice to see all the different teams from, uh, from coast to coast literally um, going to Phoenix Raceway for this finale this weekend. Yeah, looking forward to watching it and listening to it again on MRN, as well as uh, tuning into it on NASCAR Track Pass. But we're going to dial up your Arca Menard Series East champion, Sioux Chief Showdown champion, Sam Mayer, and talk about that and looking forward to Phoenix this weekend. 
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Wheeland and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Well, it's been a few weeks since the Arc Menard Series East wrapped up their season as well as crowned a champion in the Arc Menard Series. But we're joined now with Sam Mayer, who is back-to-back in the Arc Menard's East Series champion, also our Sioux Chief Showdown champion. Sam, first off, thanks for coming on here, hanging out with us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, and congratulations on your championship. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty crazy year to say the least for everyone uh, in the world. But I mean, getting two championships in one year, uh, I guess I can say I'm probably one of the only people that's going to look on 2020 with uh, with a smile on my face. One position away from a perfect season in six races in the Arkham Menard Series East season. Um, I, I guess what Ty Gibbs I think beat you out at uh, one of the, the Toledo races. Other than that, you won the other five, finished second in that race. I mean, what was the, the that magical ingredient here, at least during those six events? Yeah, I mean, GMS just brought a good car to Toledo because that was about half the races were at Toledo. So uh, we got Toledo figured out, and that kind of got us that championship because we had that doubleheader there and got two wins there. And um, really, it just kind of kind of all fell into one place where we needed it to, needed it to be. And uh uh, the whole team and the chemistry, everything, uh, it was pretty much perfect, and that's what gave us a great year. And you started your season out on the West Coast, capturing a win out at Las Vegas. Um, this year, like you mentioned, was very fluid, and honestly, half the time, they were adding races as the season was going on, and usually when teams and drivers enter a season, they can look at their season laid out at them and circle racetracks in which they're really focused on. How did you guys, not only as a team, but yourself as a driver, tackle a season like this where they were throwing different racetracks at you what seemed every couple weeks yeah I mean Marty has been to all these racetracks that we raced at this year whether we knew it that we were going to them or not so uh, he always had a good notebook for it and then and that really helped a lot with my learning curve because the car was good when we unloaded so uh, I really didn't have to do too much uh, nagging on him for getting the car better but uh, just learning the racetrack so I mean it was a lot of fun this year we uh, definitely kicked some butt and uh, we earned these championships we got, and I'm just looking forward to racing with them, hopefully, uh, next year. Uh, I'm really hoping we can do that because it's a lot of fun over there. 
talking about Marty Lindley, your crew chief. And, uh, you know, he's been around a while and he's got a lot of wins under his belt. We know you're good on the short tracks. We'll talk about Bristol here in a moment uh, with the Gander Truck Series. Um, but I want to talk about some of your big track experience this year. Uh, you, you've run two, I believe, two races on the big tracks, a third at Pocono, a fourth at uh, the Kentucky Speedway. What did you learn in those those uh, high-speed racetracks that you were able to run this year? Granted, you're still 17. I don't think you turn 18 to what, next June? Yeah. I mean, it was a season of a lot of different learning curves for me, uh, especially going to these big tracks like Pocono and uh, Kentucky and all those places. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Those tracks are really fun because you have to de depend on a lot of aerodynamics. And it kind of um, cut the difference between the – like unexperienced drivers and the kind of clueless drivers compared to like the people that do sim racing every day. So, um, I mean, we ended up with the top five in my first start at Kentucky and I'll definitely take that. We, uh, we had a shot to win there, but, uh, we had a restart violation, unfortunately, uh, that kind of got us out of contention, but we still managed to get a top five. So, uh, those racetracks, I learned a lot and, uh, hopefully going into the Xfinity season next year, uh, I'll be able to use that and, uh, kind of, start off uh, better than when I did this year. And we'll touch on that Xfinity series news here shortly, but let's go back to what Kyle had said about Bristol. Uh, a night it was for you to go out there in the truck race, win not only your first truck's uh, career truck win, then go and win in the Arkham Menard series East race. That night, definitely special to sweep a Bristol race, but you're getting ready to enter the Xfinity series with two championships and a truck win under your belt. Uh, that night at Bristol, how did you capture that emotion? Uh, that's got to be a night that's going to go down in the record books for you personally. Yeah, I mean, all the ARCA, ARCA officials told me that was the first time someone's won a NASCAR race and an ARCA race on the same day. So uh, that's something that uh, another record or whatever history we've kind of written in the book. So uh, I like to do that. That's always fun. But, I mean, getting that first truck win is huge. I mean, getting that monkey off my back after having a great race like Gateway and then getting it taken away on a late race restart uh, definitely sucked. But uh, come to Bristol, a place that I – I guess I'm really good at, uh, and getting that win is definitely very special. And then capping it off with ARCA win after that. We had the privilege of the Motor Racing Network to broadcast both of those events back to back. It was a long night and a long day of, of watching it, watching it rain. Uh, not sure if we were going to get the event in. Um, it, it was quite the day. How tired were you at the end of the day, or, or obviously winning two races? You know, were you, you know, good to go for a third? Yeah, I mean. 400 laps and the cup race length is 500 so I kind of have to say I could have gone another 200 but uh I was definitely wore out it was like one in the morning when we got back to the hotel room so it was a long day of sitting around waiting for nothing and then going all in so uh it was fun though I enjoyed that I enjoyed that track I'm I'm kind of displeased that they're putting dirt on it next year but uh because they're kind of massacring my boy if you know uh but uh but it's a lot of fun. I'm excited to race there again and uh, hopefully win in the Xfinity Series as well. And let's go into that Xfinity Series news. You announced uh, not too long ago, it seems like, that you'll be joining the Junior Motorsports Camp midway through 2021. We're going to wait till you turn 18 to be able to run the remainder of the season. And this is kind of a reunion tour for you. You ran for them in 2018 with the Cars Tour, teamed up with GMS following, and you're back with Junior Motorsports. How long has this news uh, been in the talks? And uh, what's the excitement getting to rejoin them and go Xfinity Racing at the tail end of next year? It's awesome to talk about this and being being able to go out and say that we've been talking 
about it for like the last two years. So, I mean, we talked about it when we were doing late model racing with them that we were going to come back and race Xfinity stuff with them. Obviously, most of it was like a joke. But then uh, when we got the driver's edge development program going, that's when we were like, okay, this is actually going to happen. So, uh, truly, like contract-wise, we've been talking for about a year. Uh, so a long time coming, but, um, yeah, it's just, I'm so excited. I mean, especially racing late models with Josh Berry in 2018 and now him being my, uh, same car teammate, I guess you can say in 2021 is, uh, that's definitely very special. It's like a storybook ending to an awesome friendship. So, I mean, uh, hopefully we can get a bunch of wins for junior motorsports, um, in that eight car and, uh, just go out and do good in the owner's points and get him a championship maybe. Is there a plan to get you some events somewhere in the first half of the year um, before you start jumping in, jumping in that Xfinity ride on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that limbo area that no one wants to be in, but you have to do if when your birthday's in the middle of the summer. But uh, we're planning on doing some Trans Am racing, uh, getting that road course stuff ready for when uh, we do it in the Xfinity car. And then, because uh, obviously in the future, there's going to be a lot of road racing, and we want to get ready for that early. Uh, but really, that's about it as of now. I mean, obviously, we want to try to get some ARCA and truck stuff with GMS as much as we can anyway, but we have nothing yet over there because, heck, they don't even have half their deals next for next year's set. So they're still trying to figure those out, and uh, we'll be kind of like the bottom of the barrel over there. But um. I just want to get some truck racing in next year and stay in the seat so I'm fresh for the Xfinity season. Heck, I was going to say growing up, I was always jealous of the kids that had summer birthdays because they could do cool things on their birthday. I had a <laughs> February birthday, so it was always too cold to do anything. Uh, but hey, looking at a February birthday now would probably pan out well for me. Well, Sam, again, congratulations. We're really looking forward to watching you uh, this next season, wherever the beginning of the season endeavors take you, as well as watching you run the Xfinity series. Kyle and I talk about it every time your name comes up in our results. We feel like we've been talking about you for four, five years now, and then we realize you're 17. Yeah, it's like, how is he not 18 yet? Yeah, it's one of those things. We did this with Todd Gillen first, where we were like, He's 16, he's 16, he's 17, now he's 18, and you're, you're next in line here for having a uh, pretty good resume at a young age. But again, Sam, congratulations, and we're uh, excited to watch you next season. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Are yeah, you doing anything you. cool over the offseason? You got to have some cool plans, right? Uh, as of now, no. Uh, just getting school done. Um, it gets I mean, cold in Wisconsin. You can't do much. It gets there. cold. You can't, you can't do anything. So it's like we're just – seeing what happens and go with the flow I guess cool awesome Sam thank you appreciate it thank you again that is Sam Mayer your Arc Menard Series East champion and Sioux Chief Showdown champion Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights white illumination lighting sirens controllers and high powered warning systems for automotive aviation and mass notification industries worldwide Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. 
Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Always great talking with Sam Mayer. Uh, again, someone that we followed for what seems like so long, having so much success. And he mentioned GMS Racing. Well, some news just broke out of their stable not long ago. Jack Wood, who's a name that we've heard in the uh, Canaan West Series, now Arc Menard Series, will be joining GMS in 2021 for an Arca Menards Series title. Uh, Jack Wood, 20 years old out of Loomis, California, has two top tens in the Canaan West and one top five in his seven Arkham Menard series starts. Marty Lindley, though, hanging out with him in that 21, Will Crew Chief Jack Wood in 2021. So that'll be a cool uh, story to follow going into next year as Sam Mayer, not behind the wheel of the 21 GMS car that we've seen so much success in. Uh, also some news kind of this last week or so uh, with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, Kyle, some schedule sneak peek uh-huh. for next season. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about the Modifieds all year this year and all the challenges that uh, the NASCAR officials had in putting together a schedule, which they did somehow, some way, as restrictions in all the states changed. Uh, got some races in a Jennerstown and White Mountain Motorsports Park, one at Thompson, one at New Hampshire, one at Stafford. Um, but we, other than that, we didn't see a, a whole lot of racing and, and not sure what next year is going to look like, but I think everybody is hoping that, by the time next spring to early summer rolls around, we'll be opened up a little more. But it was announced uh, earlier this week that Martinsville Speedway, back on the schedule. They were supposed to be on the schedule this year, but um, the, the Virginia um, governor didn't allow for the Modifieds to run there. Um, only the Premier Series was able to race. So the Modifieds are back on for April 8th. And then Richmond International Raceway, or Richmond Raceway, back on the schedule for next year for the first time since 2002. That is on September 10th. So those are the only two confirmed dates. Uh, RacedayCT.com writer Sean Corshane up here in New England has put his investigator hat on and, and pretty much contacted all the other tracks that have hosted modified races and uh, tried to piece together his own schedule. We believe Stafford will probably have one event. Uh, remember, Stafford was put in a position this year that uh, they pretty much if they wanted to run, had to host their own tour type modified events, which they did and they did successfully. Um, So we're thinking that they may get one event. Thompson will probably get no events. Um, They announced this week that they are starting a a pretty much their own sanctioning body. They're going to host their own tour type modified events, six of them, including the return of the Thompson 300 next October, part of world series weekend, the Thompson 300, one of the, uh, Long storied events at Thompson Speedway through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and coming back next year. Um, NHMS, New Hampshire Motor Speedway, uh, not known. Seekonk Speedway hosted uh, an event last year, not this year. In fact, they didn't, never even opened this year. Um, they are not committed. Uh, White Mountain, Mo- Mount- let me slow down here. White Mountain Motorsports Park confirmed to get one, maybe two, but at least one. Uh, Jennerstown Speedway expected to host one, Riverhead expected to host two, and they were supposed to go to the Iowa Speedway this year. That never happened, and with all the news surrounding uh, the Iowa Speedway and the NASCAR Xfinity Series not returning to that racetrack, 
we doubt that the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour will go back there as well. So um, stay I, I tuned. Like I feel like we need to take a moment of silence almost in respect for Iowa Speedway because that was yeah. one of my favorite trips every year starting from Kane and West when we used to go there for the double header. Loved our uh, standalone weekends there. We're looking forward to the modified. So sad to see that. Now, Kyle, I want to ask you though, just based on what you just said, of hearing that Stafford, who has always had a good car count when it comes to their tour type modifieds between the SK Lights and the SK Modifieds, and then Thompson as well, now forming their own type of series with a lot of teams that are facing the financial strains of traveling with the NASCAR wheel and modified tour, how do you see that impacting the NASCAR wheel and modified tour? Cause we've seen it down here in the South with late model racing, which is why I truly believe NASCAR no longer has a late model based sanctioning series because so many people went off on their own and started their own sanctioning bodies or local divisions that people couldn't justify the travel anymore. And, and this tour type, standalone type shows aren't new up here. We've seen them the last, I don't want to say near decade, but close to a decade. Seekonk Speedway is hosted a couple each year. Um, some of the Northern New England tracks hosted one or two. The shutdown happened. I guess Stafford the last two years has hosted at least two on their own and then three or four NASCAR wheel and modified tour events. Um, I think what Stafford saw and what some of these other promoters have seen are the car counts. Uh, there were 51 modifieds at Stafford last week. And the format of the show, similar to what we see at a World of, World of Outlaws event or, or, you know, Tony Stewart Circuit of Champions type of an event where, you know, it's not just two rounds of practice, time trial, and race. It's a show for the fans. And I think, you know, that's what a lot of these promoters are aiming for is, hey, you're going to get four or five qualifying heats. You're only going to take two or three cars out of each heat. Everybody else goes to a consolation event, maybe two of them, and then we'll fill the final spot or two with, with a, I forget what they called it, like a B-Main type of an event, but it's sponsored. It was a format that the Spring Sizzler used years ago, back before you and I were born, which says a lot to, for me anyway, back in the 1970s. And I think the next generation of promoters at Stafford Speedway, Paul Arute and David Arute, saw that. You know, they have Jackie Arute, who's still involved there, in their ear saying, man, this reminds me of the original Spring Sizzler when we had 70 cars trying to get 30 spots. Same type of excitement level last week uh, or two weeks ago now at Stafford. Promoters are seeing that. And, you know, I think the big fear is now there's going to be too many. You know, you're going to have the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. You're going to have the modified racing series, which runs up here, you're going to have the tri-track modified series, which races, you know, six events roughly. Now Thompson's adding six events. Um, you know, how much is too much for the amount of teams and cars that are out there? We'll see. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to watch that next season again. It's always been so fun to go to tour events and have 20, 30 modified show up to a tour event, just having that versatility of being able to take your car and go run a local division, something that the Arkham Menard series cannot do. There is but no does, the tour, does the tour need a different format? And I think that's what the promoters are suggesting is, you know, okay. we, want, we want more than just, you know, 30 cars to time trial and then start straight up versus – what we have seen this year with some of these other formats. Yeah. Yeah. 100%.
Well, we expect to probably see more news again over the next couple of weeks um, as they start to, like you said, investigate. A lot of people investigating West Coast tracks as well to figure out where is our Arkham Menard Series West going to go, the East going to go. Um, I assume that we'll get those schedule announcements uh, throughout the next couple of weeks, but could be as late as next January. I think we got our Arkham Menard Series schedule in January last season, uh, but looking forward to what those schedules may hold, considering we visited so many different places with not only the Arc Menard Series, but the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Uh, Going to be exciting this weekend, though, again, that championship race for Arc Menard Series, but there's also some racing uh, around you, Kyle. No racing up here. Well, I think we're done. Uh, North-South shootout uh, down in, in Charlotte this weekend. It's actually near you. Yeah, you should go. I, I thought know, that I, got canceled. No, it's not at Concord. It's at Caraway. It used to be at Concord, but they're bulldozing oh. Concord now. Um, the uh, the North-South shootout happening since 2003 um, in, in memory of John Blewett III. Uh, as it has been, he was the first winner back in 2003. Uh, 150 laps of the tour type modifieds, 150 laps of the super late models, 50 laps of the mini stocks, 50 laps for the legend cars, I believe, and 602 modifieds are there as well so um gonna be fun it you should go it's all the teams from up near me that are traveling down to you uh for well, this way speedway if you've never been there it's a spectacle it's um yeah it's quite the ride it's a, <laughs> it's a fun little place once you find it <laughs> yeah it is it is an absolute middle of nowhere to get there um but i have been there for a couple of different modified events so those sm sm southern modified smrs races um Smurfs, uh, and it's it's interesting to see. Definitely gives you the uh, old time racing series vibes. You know what I mean? Just how it's all set up, the infield, the grandstands, it all. If you're looking for a good time, I would definitely head out that direction. Uh, I will be watching all the action from Phoenix this weekend from my couch. Looking forward to that. Kyle, are you going anywhere this weekend? Or do you no, have? Uh, uh, there, actually, there's a swap meet this weekend at Thompson, so we may go up there for that. Um, Doc Honings are uh, nothing. It's just fun to go and look and see what's for sale. And, you know, there's a lot of race teams there selling stuff. I might get a, I'm, I'm looking at that go-kart still. So that might be, this might be the opportunity for me to get my, um, it's kind of like an outlaw cart down there that we run on Monday nights at Stafford. So I would pay to see that. Well, now, there it is. Kyle Ricky's sponsorship campaign starts here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. If you're interested in watching the entertainment, we'll set up a live GoPro each and every Monday night from Stafford Motor Speedway. $3 subscription per month gets you access to live GoPro footage from Kyle Ricky. That being said, we've got lots on tap this weekend. Be sure to tune in to uh, Motor Racing Network for the Arkham Nard Series West Championship race. We'll have lots to talk about next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network, all rights reserved.